Rugby means the Six Nations comes early in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. and Wales women both in action in the next few days as well. We'll hear from both camps later. But it's France under the lights of the Principality Stadium with a Friday evening kickoff. Memories of the heartbreak in Paris last year as Wales came so close to a Grand Slam, only to be beaten in the dying seconds. Coach Wayne Pivak has made changes but started by explaining one of the selections that hasn't changed with tight head prop Thomas Francis coming through his concussion protocols in the last two weeks. So first, I just want to point out that we've got a very, very experienced medical team. We think are world-class. They're experts in their, their field. We always say that the players' safety and health and well-being is, is at the forefront of all of these decisions. And that's why we go to experts in this field to, uh, to get the view and give them all the information possible. And in relation to both Tom Francis and also Josh Adams, actually, both of those players uh, have been seen by our medical team. The follow-up protocols that they go through post a match, the return to play protocols, the guidelines are quite clearly set by World Rugby. Those have been followed. And at each stage of that process, both players have come through fine. We've gone the extra mile, I suppose, in terms of Thomas Francis, and we've got an independent concussion specialist involved. Uh, he's got the, the history of the player. He's also had a look at the footage from the match, and he's also um, uh, understands and has been taken through the protocols that have been followed which are the World Rugby protocols that we go through. And he is supportive of the fact that the player has been cleared uh, to be selected. And on that basis, and in consultation with the player, we've decided to select Thomas Francis. I just want to tidy that up. There's obviously another inquiry or interview going on around or review going on around what happened on match day. So uh, I won't comment on that until until such time that that's been concluded. But just wanted to tidy up and uh, let you know what's gone on behind the scenes in terms of both of those players. When you hear the criticism that you've got from people who, who haven't been involved in the process with the player, they've seen a clip on television, and that's where the criticism's coming from. You know, they're questioning your medical staff. I just wonder what you thought of that. People from time to time express their views, and they're entitled to do that. But... You know, we've got to stay focused on what we're dealing with on the ground here, and that is the player's safety. Uh, so we go through the protocols that we all know we have to go through, and they're very stringent. We've got a very, very experienced medical team, as you you well know. And by getting the independent person in on top of that, it just goes to show how serious we do take it. And obviously the player is part of this consultation process all the way through. So everyone's entitled to their opinion. But what I would say is the experts that are dealing with it on the ground are um, dealing with this sort of thing on a daily basis. And uh, as I say, they are experts in concussion. Maybe have a look at your changes then, Wayne. Um, a couple in the back row, Seb Davis, normally a lock, but as featured in the back row for you before. And Josh Navidi straight back in. Can you just explain the thinking behind that, please? Yeah, well, Josh has done it before, hasn't he? He did it against Ireland last year, first game back. He had no club rugby under his belt. Certain players can do this, and they've got a history of, of being able to step up, and he's one of them. The year before that in the Six Nations out in Twickenham, first game back was a test match against England, and we had worked on about 50 or 55 minutes from that day, but he played 80, so he was playing that well. So we know that he can do it. He ticked some boxes in the game against Cardiff and made sure the shoulder was okay, and so he's ready to go and, and very pleased to have him back. Look, Seb's a guy that we've been um, 
giving little cameos off the bench. We looked at the opposition we're playing. We looked at how we played against England. You know, wanting to reduce our error count and get our discipline right. He also offers us something different in terms of the balance at, at line-out time. And also, you know, he's got a good skill set when he is uh, on the edges. So an attack, uh, it gives us another weapon, I think. You've experimented with the back row a little bit and you had two open sides and you against Scotland. You've obviously gone for a, a different sort of more, more physical one here. Is that experimentation something you're looking at ahead of next season? No, a lot of it's forced on us, to be honest, with injuries. Um, you know, with Justin Tipperick, uh, Navs has been out. Toby's just come back in. You know, Dan Lydiat's out. There's a lot of players being unavailable and not just in the back rows. So some of it's forced. You know, we'd like to get some continuity in selection and that will happen as we get closer and closer to the World Cup, obviously. And there's only really two or three tweaks to this squad. Um, the rest are forced through injuries. So Nick Tompkins, his is through injury. He's sustained a concussion in the game last weekend. So we haven't pushed him at all. He's going through the processes this week and we took him out of the selection process. And why Gareth Thomas starting rather than coming off the bench for this game? We think he deserves a go. He's played very well when he's come off the bench. He's made an impact. The French are a very big physical side. And I think if you looked at the first half, you looked at the second half, I think Gareth contributed in the collisions. And uh, we're certainly going to need some big collisions on the weekend. So, look, he gets the opportunity. We just spun him around. Win will come on. And no doubt he'll be eager to put in a good performance when he comes on. And Friday night against France, since you've come into the job, Wayne, it's fair to say you owe France one, don't you? Yeah, well, um, look, I've got to say they've been two of the most enjoyable matches um, I've been involved in so far. They've been great games. Unfortunately, we've come out on the wrong side of the result in, in two really tight affairs. And obviously, we don't think too far back to the uh, the game, which was for the Grand Slam last year. And unfortunately, uh, the last minute play robbed us of that. So, you know, that's firmly in the back of the minds, the disappointment of that day. And But as I say, uh, they've been two great games and I'm hoping this game will be... Uh, be the same. And unusually for a Six Nations game, Wayne, there are quite a few tickets left. Can you just outline how important the full house is for the for the players at home in Cardiff? There are a few seats left and yeah, it'd be great to see uh, those seats filled up because uh, both sides want to play uh, entertaining brand of rugby and I think you've got a side at the moment who's probably the informed team in the world in France and we certainly have had a couple of great games, as I said, against them in recent times. So I think it'd be a cracker to come and watch. Jonathan Davis was a player maybe that people thought perhaps was coming towards the end of, of his career. By starting him, it is part of that to show that that isn't the case. He's still got a big part to play in your future as well as coach. Nick Tompkins has been playing very, very well now. He was unavailable for selection. Jonathan came off the bench. He's done well for us coming off the bench in the, in the last couple of games. So probably um, yeah, for this game, we, we may have gone with the same selection, but you know, that uh, decision wasn't made because of the injuries. So John's um, been very reliable for us. We're looking at what he's doing in a Welsh shirt, what he did for us against France last year. He had a very, very strong game. At 12, we think he's still got a lot of rugby left in him. And, um, you know, he brings a lot of experience, obviously. Antoine Dupont, there was rumours he might not play. Were you a bit uh, hopefully miss out on this one or not? We don't sort of tend to um, single out individual players, but in this case... Um, you can't but do that because he's he's world class, isn't he? Probably the form player in the world. And and look, even when you're sitting uh, in, in the opposition coach's box, some of the things that he does on the field, you find yourself uh, just quite. He's saying, "Well done," you know. He, he's look, he's just great to watch. And, but hopefully, um, we'll be able to contain him. And uh, because he is, as I say, world class. 
Yes, containing Dupont will be a key factor if Wales are to win. In fact, both French halfbacks pose a threat for the Wales duo of Thomas Williams and captain Dan Bigger. Pretty unlucky last year in terms of the Grand Slam game where we just came up short for one reason or another, but we've done reasonably well against France and over the last few years. We realise that this French team is probably slightly different to the previous French teams we've played over the last few years, you know, in, in terms of the size of the pack, the the informed players they've got in their team and and obviously the coaching setup and who they've brought into the coaching setup. So we're fully aware that, again, it comes down, you know, I know it's perhaps a little bit samey, but physicality is a huge thing for us on Friday night. You look at the way that they, they sort of dismantled Scotland in that second half and a lot of it was due to just big carries, getting on top of the ball or being on top defensively and, and scoring points from that. So it's about making sure we're physically ready and then we've we got to make sure we take our opportunities because they're going to be probably few and far between. France aren't going to give us anything on a plate and we're going to have to earn what we what we get on Friday night. And Dupont and Entomac, they're always at the test of the halfback? Pretty obvious that he's probably the best player in the world, isn't he, at the minute in terms of being voted it. But he has a huge influence, Dupont, on, on any game he plays and for any side he plays for. So his partnership with Entomac has, has flourished over the last 12, 18 months and, and they're in seriously good form leading that team with a huge French pack in front of them. So, you know, they're going to be huge danger, danger men for us. We spoke about them during the week, but again, it's been a bit of a focus for us that we've tried to focus on getting our, our own house in order right as well. You know, we've obviously very, very much aware of the threats at the French team and, and in particular, those two you, you named uh, are going to bring, but we're just trying to make sure we focus on ourselves and give ourselves the, the, the opportunity to put the, our best foot forward. Wayne was asked whether he feels he owes them one for the last couple of seasons. I mean, do you feel a bit like that? No, I, I don't. Th- I don't, certainly don't think it's owed one. You know, it, it was unfortunate that it was just we were playing them in that Grand Slam game in Paris twelve months ago, and we couldn't quite get over the line in the end for one reason or another. Probably, you know, probably have to look at ourselves a little bit more than probably than France in terms of the way we managed the last fifteen minutes of that game. And, and as well, I think their form they've showed over the last twelve months—they're in a really good mode at the minute. They're playing some really exciting rugby with being underpinned by a, an incredible size pack and ball carriers that they've got. So that, you know, we, we know exactly how France is going to play. They're going to give you very limited opportunities. They're not going to give dish too much up for you to, to feast on. It's going to be, you're going to have to work for everything in, on Friday night and work for everything you get. So it's about being disciplined ourselves. It's about making sure we match them physically, but also it's about making sure that we, we again, we just got, we've got to start the game well. The one game, you know, we started well against Scotland and we got a result. We didn't start the game well against Ireland and England and we, we didn't get a result. So it's about making sure we start that and match that physically first uh, and see how we go in the game and, and just take the game as it comes at the minute rather than sort of thinking too much or thinking that we owe them anything. It's, it's about making sure we try and get a result in the, in the last two games at home. One of the changes is Seb Davis, who usually plays in the second row for Cardiff, has been coming off the bench in this Six Nations campaign, coming in to start at six. A little bit surprised. I haven't played six uh, for quite a while. But obviously very, very happy. I think I've had decent impact off the bench. So yeah, no, pretty excited. You finished there at England at Twickenham. How did that final sort of bit go? Did you feel out there? Yeah, I felt, felt good. Um, obviously, we were sort of forced into playing with the ball a lot when we in our, in our own half. And you know, I managed, managed to get on the ball quite a few times, which I was, which I was ha- happy to do. That's sort of like... I'm quite good at getting on the ball and offload and stuff. So no, I was happy with that and you know, obviously disappointed with the result. But on a personal level, I thought it went uh, quite well. And Wayne's talking about this hybrid player, somebody can play lock and blindside flanker, you know, just that could be yourself sort of going forward for, for the World Cup. Are you looking to show that you can do both roles for Wales? 
Yeah, I think that's um, it's been like that for a, for a few years, isn't it? You know, I can slot in either in the, in the second row, which I played mostly for Cardiff for, and then uh, played six as well. I guess it's good to have that sort of uh, utility sort of forward that can play uh, in both positions. And Josh Navidi in the same back row as you. Uh, how key a player is he for Cardiff and Wales? Yeah, he's great, and he's um, like what you see is what you get. You know, he's obviously a physical ball carrier, physical in defence, and, and gets over the ball well with high work rate. So no, he's a, a key player for us. And France on a Friday night, they're going for a Grand Slam. How big a test is that going to be? And, and especially that back row that they've got. Yeah, you know, of course, it's going to be a big test. Any sort of game is a, a big test, and you know they're they're playing very well at the moment. We just have to start well. You know, limit the the chances they sort of get in our twenty two. You know, like they have a big big forward pack, and um. The more we can limit them, you know, the, the better we're going to be. I think I'm right in saying this is your first Six Nations start. Does it feel like your biggest game for Wales yet? No, I'm not really sure to be honest. Um, I think I've, you know, in the, in the autumn and stuff, I played started the Australia game, and obviously that was a massive game. We ended up winning that one. Yeah, every game is obviously big, and um, you know, just trying to make a positive impact on whether I get the ball, you know, in defence, uh, putting big tackles in, or you know, around the park, you know, offloading, carrying the ball. So, um, no, just uh, going to stick to my game and hopefully do uh, everyone proud. As you go into this game, how do you reflect on the kind of journey you've been through from, I was going to say little centre, but a big centre you would have been at Penturk as a as a junior and, and all the people who've helped you along the way to this point? What are the things that really stick out in, in the pathway you've been on? Yeah, I think a lot, obviously, I had a lot of lot of help on, obviously, a lot, a lot of great coaches and a lot of great players. You know, I definitely think having um, experienced, you know, players have helped me a lot. You know, people that are in my position, which are a lot older and have been there and done it and just helped me through, I'd probably say that's one of the, the biggest things, yeah. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. So everything's a little earlier this week with the under-20s playing France in Conway on Thursday night. The result against England was skewed, losing captain Alex Mann to a red card after getting a tackle wrong, which means centre Joe Hawkins takes over the leadership role and a chance to go into his family background a bit more with both his dad and uncle playing at a high level. So playing rugby was always in his blood. I think it was a bit of a no-brainer because obviously on my father's side, you know, rugby's strong, that side, but even on my mother's side as well, even though maybe, you know, family members from my mother's side haven't played, you know, as high level, it's always, you know, all involved with the Slavera Rugby Club. So both sides of the family has always been uh, big on rugby. So it was a bit uh, inevitable, really, that I was going to go down that route as well. When you first started playing, I don't know, six, seven, eight, whatever it was, who who's your dad playing for then? Was it Aberavon? When I started playing, Kamal and Quinns, I think. Because right. I think he went to Quinns from Aberavon. And then he actually went to play a coach at Pontadawi while I was playing. And then he spent one season back up at Ton then when they were in the Premiership. Did he actually coach you at Pontadawi then? Yeah, he, he was my coach as well. Um, he, he was a senior player coach, but he coached uh, my age group as well. What was that like? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's always uh, difficult being uh, the coach's son. But uh, now we uh, we managed it pretty well. I say always got on. We clashed heads a little bit, but, you know, that's all, that's all part of it. 
your very earliest memories are, I guess, of being on the touchline, either watching your family play rugby or starting out playing yourself, really. Exactly that. Just either being over Aberavon or being uh, down, well, sort of bowl, down Kamal and Quinns, I always remember. There was a track around the outside. I always remember when I think back to being little, how big I used to think the little ramps were on the side. But now when I go back, I can't believe how small they are. But you're not just a banger, you've got those 10 handling skills as well, which I, I guess as a centre these days, the top centres, it's a mix, isn't it, between the ability yeah. to take it up, the ability to defend, but also to put the ball through the hands. So I guess that's that all-round game you're looking for? Yeah, well, I think if you look at all the best teams in the world now, they've all got big ball-carrying centres, you know, Harlequins, Esteries and South Africa got DLND. England are always looking to get too laggy back. So I think, you know, doing the basics well and getting your team over the game line is probably the like main job. But then having those extras once you've done that to be able to um, open up a little bit with the skills, you know, that's always a good thing to have. Who's better at watching rugby? You as a kid watching your dad or your dad watching you now? <laughs> My father, father watching me because he, he didn't stop playing too long ago. But as soon as my sort of rugby changed to being on a Saturday and stuff, he stopped playing then so he could follow me around. And I think he's um, living a career through me, in a way, at the minute. You've had the odd outing at 10, at top level as well. Long term, are you just happy 12 is your best position? Or do you still think you might you might want to move around? Um, no, I think 12, definitely. I think I obviously always want to keep a string to my bow at 10. But I'd rather be a 12 who can play 10 rather than a 10 who can play 12 going forward. So obviously 12 is priority, but then always uh, keeping that 10 option uh, open if need be. And fullback Yeston Hopkins is enjoying getting plenty of action after major knee and shoulder injuries in the last few years. Just to get a start is a privilege and an honour. Much different to, you know, just academy level and playing a premiership level. Have to be switched on constantly. And as well as it takes a lot on your body as well compared to the weekly premiership level of rugby. Give us a bit of background to yourself then. You know, what's the hometown and school and club? I've grown up in Conclinvesh in the Swansea Valleys. I uh, went to primary school there and, and comprehensive. I went to Eslavera and my local club was Asagan Nice then. I played it there with Asagan Nice for you know the last 10 years. And then obviously from there, went through district level and then got through to the Ospreys then from there. Um, yeah. Has it always been back three, full back? Or we moved around no. a bit? No, so I used to play 10 when I was younger. Played 10 for a few years. Played centre then for a while. And then went away from Ospreys for a little bit and started playing full back for the first time with uh, Boys Club of Wales. And that's where I kind of found my love for that position then. Growing up then, any particular players that you've admired and I guess now modelled yourself on a little bit? Lee Byrne was a big one. Very exciting player. Another weird one is Dan Lydiat for some reason. <laughs> uh, I really liked Dan Lydiat when he, that phase of him making those chop tackles. I really, really enjoyed watching him as well. So. And what was that like against England? I mean, obviously it was difficult, wasn't it? Because you lost a player. It's a shame, really, because it was very competitive up to that point, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't think we were out of our depth against England at all. I, I think we were in control for the first three minutes. Obviously, that red card changed the game, but we might have just struggled to keep composure and keep our heads through the, the rest of the game after that red card. But I, I definitely think we could have made that result look a bit better. 
but you didn't go halves in your injuries, did you? You you went for the big ones pretty early on in in your career. What this? Yeah, what's that like? And with COVID thrown in through part of it as well, it's been really frustrating. Actually, you know, I think I counted maybe between fifteen and twenty games I've played over the last three years, and that's the frustrating thing for me is that maybe if I did play over the last three years, that I'd be maybe a different level now, but can't dwell on it. I stuck with it and and kept positive. So. So for you, with all that rugby to catch up on, you're presumably desperate to play anywhere, play as much as you possibly can, hence going to Dunvant, hence Swansea Uni. Just Is it as simple as that? Whoever will have you, you need to play rugby or do you have a particular pathway that you've worked out? For me right now is play as much rugby as I can because the more rugby I play, the more I, I, I feel like I improve. So that Dunvant game, was I didn't need to play that week, but I tried to find a game. And I asked my manager at Osprey to find me a game and he found that game. So it's just, you know, enjoying rugby as much as I can right now and playing as much as I can. Wales women are also in action this weekend. Tickets from as little as a pound at Parker Scarlet's on Saturday afternoon when they take on the USA Falcons in a Six Nations warm-up game. Backs coach Richard Whiffin and back rower Alex Callender spoke to Liz Jones. Alex, a friendly game, a warm-up game against USA Falcons on Saturday, a Parker Scarlets. How does that sound? Yeah, so excited for that. You know, it's a good occasion to kind of see where we are as a squad um, going into the Six Nations. So really excited to get down to Park Scarlets and hopefully like the, the crowd will be will follow us down. And yeah, really excited just to get out in the field and play with the girls. Show what we can do as a squad and see where we are going into the Six Nations. How are you seeing the match in terms of your Six Nations prospects? I think it's a real challenge for us to see where we are as a group and I think going down and kind of seeing where we are as a development and going down and really showing what we can do and I'm just so excited to get out there with the girls and kind of showcase where we're at and what we can do on the field. You've had a couple of weekend camps, contracted players have been in too, how's it all going? Do you notice there's an increase in standard? Yeah, 100% definitely and I think those contracted girls are really raising the standards within the group and that's really good to show, especially coming in and you know not knowing our roles and things, they're really taking charge and kind of leading the group and I think it's a real boost for our squad as well going into the Six Nations, so really excited for that. And you personally, how do you see this game for you and this kind of weekend camp? Yeah, it's a real challenge, you know, I'm really excited to kind of just get out there, showcase what I can do as an individual, but also with the group as well, and really put my hand up for selection for Six Nations. So I'm really excited for that and just to go out and just play my game. Local for you, classy girl, hopefully a chance to get some supporters to come down and, and see what you're all about. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, hopefully we can get a really good crowd down at Pax Scarlet to kind of, you know, support us throughout the game and really excited. Local town, Clatley, so really excited to play at Pax Scarlet on the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's a new programme, so hopefully a chance to show people what you can do and then they'll come and watch you in Six Nations as well. Yeah, 100%. You know, if you haven't come to watch a women's game before, now's your time to do it, to come down and support us and really get behind us for the Six Nations. So really excited and hopefully we get a good crowd out there on the weekend. Richard, what are the aims of this game this weekend? Um, It's an opportunity for us to get the full wider squad together, all on the same page in terms of how we're trying to attack the Six Nations and ultimately... Yeah, we want to put our systems under under pressure, so our attack, defence, and set piece systems under pressure against you know an opposition that that don't know what we've been training for. Good opposition ahead of 
Ireland two weeks later. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, they're one of the better sides in the in the world. You know, they've got a lot of girls over here playing in the Premier 15s. So it would be a great challenge for our girls, you know, a physical team. Something that we know that, you know, we're going to have to um, front up against against Ireland. So it's, um, it's a good way to, again, get the girls all together on the same page whilst coming up against quality opposition. What are you looking for? We want to be a team that threatens opposition with the ball. I'd like to see us move the ball, play into the wider channels and, and allow our X-Factor players opportunities in space. Um, you know, our mantra for us is looking for space and executing to it. So if I can see that we've taken a step in the right direction with that, I'll be pleased. You've worked at the Scarlet's transfer supporters from the West to come and see what you're all about ahead of the Six Nations. Yeah, you know, it's an awesome opportunity to spread the chance for people down West to come and have a look at the women's game. Um, they're great supporters. They'll come and watch a good brand of rugby. So hopefully we can put that out there on Saturday for them to come and enjoy. So it's a great opportunity. I think you can get tickets for a pound to come along and support the girls before we start our Six Nations campaign. You've been training a lot as a full-time programme. How soon do you expect us to see that, that the change? It's going to be a, an ongoing process, but the girls are, you know, their skill sets are better, they're getting fitter, and so we should see an improvement in those aspects straight away. The, the standards that we're training with have improved, so the girls in the wider squad are having to attain and train up to that level. So as a group, we should be pushing the bar every single week, and that's the challenge um, that we've set the girls to keep raising it. So we want to see an improvement from the autumn against USA. Plenty to report on in next week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast as two Six Nations campaigns draw to a close and one gets closer to getting underway. But until then, goodbye.